spanning the Valley of the Sun and all across the 48th state. This is the Gatos and Chad Show. Happy, 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 happy Monday. This portion of the program is brought to you by Parker and Sons Plumbing and Electrical, the two-time winner of the Better Business Bureau's Ethics Award. All right, we got one day until... Thank the Lord. Midterms. Yes. Will it be mayhem? We don't know who's going to win. We don't know. <laughs> I mean, I don't think you guys know either. So we're just going to have to all go through it together. And at the end, hopefully we'll all live with the results and there won't be all these lawsuits and we can just move on. But that probably won't be the case. Question. 120 lawsuits have already been filed. Oh, for Pete's Thank sake. You think about that. Soak that up for a second. Kids, uh, will Arizona see a MAGA sweep? You've got the governor's race, secretary of state race, AG's race. What am I leaving out? Uh, school superintendent, school public superintendent, construction. Yeah, yeah. Is it all going to go to MAGA? Well, joining us now, I think is a man who doesn't want to see that Democratic strategist. Uh, he was the deputy director of the Biden campaign in Arizona in 2020. Uh, Tony Connie joins us. Hey, Tony, how are you? I'm doing okay. How are you guys? We're doing okay. Listen, I, you know, Chad and I talk all the time. We don't know who's going to win. Sometimes you can predict these races. I, I think it would be, you know, disingenuous if we if we said we know exactly who's going to win. But you're a Democratic strategist, and I just got to say, I think Katie Hobbs has done a miserable job campaigning. I don't think she's connected with anybody. To me, it looks like she's scared of her own shadow. That doesn't mean that she can't win tomorrow, but I don't think it'll be because of what she did. I think it'll be because people don't like Harry Lake. Is that fair? No, I don't, I don't think that's fair. I, I Listen, when, when Ducey was running four years ago in Arizona, do you remember back when Arizona was this deep red state? I think at this point he was up by like 15%. Mm-hmm. And so if we just consider the polling and sort of the way things are, the fact that Katie Hobbs is either leading by one or down by two or down by three shows that she is talking to the voters that she needs to talk to and that she has a chance of pulling this out. For sure. And so I understand your point. I, I was I listened to your show, so I know some of the things that you've said in the in the in the past couple of days. And I appreciate that. But I, I you know, I also know her personally. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that she, uh, you know, is connecting with the voters that she needs to connect with. OK, so, you know, her personally. See, I, I don't I don't I don't want to be friends with any politicians. I don't want to know these people. That's just that's just me. Um <laughs> I, I barely want to interview them, but but here's here's what what like I saw of Katie Hobbs. Okay, this is someone who stood up to the 2020 election deniers. This is somebody who at her house, you know, people were showing up there. She had all this yeah. security. She's gone through a lot. I think that's mm-hmm. that makes you pretty tough. Uh, she didn't to me. She didn't show that on the election uh, on the campaign trail. She was running away from she ran to an elevator. She ran to a bathroom because people wanted to ask her a question. She didn't want to debate. So I, I just. I think that deep down she probably has gone through some tough stuff, but I don't, I, I you know, as a, as a guy who's an independent, I didn't see any of that. The, the temperature is so high on these elections right now when it comes to sort of people being afraid of for their personal safety and all these kinds of things. And I think some of the reactions that you saw when a hidden camera pops out and somebody confronts her while she's about to eat lunch and she takes off. I think that that's a part of the story that needs to be told. And you, and you said it at the beginning, and that's that, you know, she did have people coming to her home. She did have all these death threats and these things coming in. And so I do think that people need to have a little bit of grace about that. But voters get to make up their mind based on what they're hearing from the candidates. And I think that it's a fair thing for voters to think that the fact that she isn't, you know, on your show uh, might have an impact on it. But I hope that voters also consider the totality of all of the things that are going on and the policy positions and the people that she's running against, 
when they make up their minds. Talking to Tony uh, Connie, a Democratic strategist, deputy director of the Biden campaign in 2020 here in Arizona. All right, Tony, uh, that being said, I've heard from every major Democratic strategist over the last several days all saying uh, nobody in the Democratic Party listened to anybody out there when it came to recession, when it came to the economy, crime, immigration, a vast majority of them just want to talk about democracy, Trump and abortion. And I feel like there is a lot of that that's real when it comes to even the politicians here. That they don't want to talk about the economy. You mean like on their TV ads? Or any or any of their ads. They don't want to talk about anything. It was always about Trump's fault. We had one time we talked to Hobbs. She tried to blame the border on Trump, for God's sakes. It was they don't want to talk about what the average person is talking about on a day to day basis. Well, I think that I, I, I have heard them talk about some of these economic policies. and I know they put stuff out. The temperature right now, though, and the focus of most of the news coverage that's going out and all of the, you know, conversations I think that they're having when people approach them. One of the major things that does come up is this is is sort of the fear of some of the extremism that's coming from their opponents. And I do think that if they weren't addressing those issues, folks would be saying, why aren't they standing up and taking on the fact that you have, you know, you have people like. You know, Carrie Lake, who is saying she wants all of the McCain people to not uh, be in the Republican Party anymore. And who says that, you know, uh, Wendy Rogers, who, you know, supports, who clearly supports white nationalism and says that, you know, uh, you know, goes and speaks at a neo-Nazi rally, that she's a hero, but John McCain isn't. I think that these things are relevant. But voters are going to be making up their mind considering all of these things together. And they need to, you know, look at the... The, the economic policies. And I do think I'll, I'll, I'll give you this, like it is a challenge with the way that the coverage is and the TV ads and what's going on social to know what any of the economic policies are. What are the economic policies that you're hearing from the Republican candidates? Right now, I, I'm not well, hearing I'm not hearing them from them either. Uh, I, I, what I'm hearing is is drill. What I'm hearing is the border. What I'm hearing is let's actually prosecute criminals what i'm hearing is not defund police not get rid of 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 drilling and and oil and uh you know that's what i'm hearing from the republicans now again does it mean they're going to pull any of that off no but even over the weekend and let's be real you get stuck with what the president at the top of the ticket even though he's not on there says he's talking about we're going to put the coal business out of uh, business and we're going after oil again uh, that doesn't win for the average person who's paying four bucks for gas then I think that you're not going to hear any of the Democrats in Arizona that are running statewide saying this stuff. You're not going to find a Democrat statewide that actually argues for defunding the police. And you can actually look at the policies that have gone in the cities in Arizona all over the state, where the cities that are run by Democrats, you've seen it, you've reported on it. They've given raises to police officers. They're investing to get more people in. What you The, the, the messages that, that you're talking about are things that are rampant on right-wing social media. And what's happening these days is you don't have Republican candidates that are sitting down with policy advisors and coming up with how they're going to fix the state. What they're doing is they're pulling up these right-wing social media sites, and they're seeing what messages people are sharing the most, and then they're repeating them. And that's it. And so I think the question is, when people are making up their minds, and I think these elections are all going to be extraordinarily close, who is it that you trust to actually run the state? Right. Like or in a more personal way, if you had somebody who was like babysitting your kids or managing your money, who is it that you would actually trust to be doing those things? And, you know, 
folks who think that there should be more drilling and folks that think that there should be more renewable energy. These are, isn't it great that we used to decide who we were voting for based on stuff like that, but that's not how campaigns are right now Mm. because of the wild extremism that we're facing in the elector and the candidate. All right. Tony Connie, uh, Democratic uh, strategist, deputy director, uh, when Biden was running for president in Arizona in 2020. Tony, good to have you on the show. Thanks, man. Appreciate your time. Appreciate it. Keep it up, guys. Okay. So we'll find out. You know, we don't know how people are going to vote. It's like you said, are are people voting with their wallet? Maybe. Are people voting because of abortion? Maybe. I don't know which one's going to win out, Chad. I mean, you could guess. uh, Probably economy, but, you know. I, I don't know. There are a lot of different things on the ballot. Democracy is on the ballot. Yeah, demo- uh, demo- uh, you can poo-poo it, but, but I can it is. I poo-poo it all day because it's not. It's not. We always hear democracy. Everybody, both sides think the other side's going to destroy But if you have election deniers and there are hundreds of them running, they may not certify the votes the next time. You know what? I always hear about this, but I just remember on January 6th, there was a guy named Bill Barr and a guy that was our vice president who didn't let anything happen. And we always think that every single person is in that corner. Democracy's not on the ballot when I hear that. Every time you go, we're voting. Mm -hmm. So that kind of says a lot. Not if they don't count the votes. They're not if you, count the votes. Well, the we, example I give is, you, you, listen, you put a guy like Mark Fincham in, that guy is not going to certify a Democratic victory. So, Period. He, End of story. And that's not the way it should be. Well, I, thank God he's not going to win. But even you if don't he know that, Chad. Yeah, and I And that's why that. democracy is it's on the ballot. It's not on the ballot. Oh, you, you really think on. if he wins that we're done here, that we're just a state now I, that is run I by would, a king? I would worry, yeah. No, I would absolutely I would worry, worry about it. I wouldn't worry about that. That I wouldn't worry I'm about. I'm glad you're not worried because, because we have a, a constitution, and I think people forget that. Well, we do have a constitution. The constitution will override, yes, even states' rights when it comes to something like that because it would impinge on your personal freedoms. Mm. You don't think they'd try? Well, try might be one thing. Okay. You know? and, and succeed could be, could no, be another. No, I don't but... think they would never succeed. It's not going to happen. I hope you're right. Coming up next. Uh, so let's get into this a little bit. Okay. Uh, we'll do some final poll numbers ahead of Election Day. All right. So where are the polls pointing? OK, uh, you're you've been looking into this. Yeah, uh, I was handed a sheet with all the stuff on it and it's too small for me to see. Yes, I'm 49 years old. Thank you very much. Cannot read it. Becky Lynn can't read it. Don't have readers. Can't read it. Anyway, uh, that's next. The Gatos Big Q Poll Question, brought to you by your Valley Toyota dealers. All right, the Gatos Big Q is at KTAR.com. Right side of the page, go vote. Here's the question. Uh, Republican Carrie Lake wants Democratic opponent Katie Hobbs to recuse herself from overseeing this election, in which, by the way, she is on the ballot, she being Hobbs. Yes. Should Secretary of State Hobbs recuse herself? Um I know that Carrie Lake says yes, she should. I agree with Carrie Lake, but not 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 for the same reason. If I'm Katie Hobbs, I recuse myself so Carrie Lake can't use it against me when I beat her. Now, I don't know who's going to win, uh, but if I'm Katie Hobbs, I'm thinking I'm going to win, right? If you're if you're Carrie Lake, you're thinking you're going to win. So let's go back to it. If I'm Katie Hobbs, I say, okay, why would if I think I'm going to win, why would I let Carrie Lake use? Me being the Secretary of State, me being involved in the election, why would I let her use that against me? So what I'm going to do is I'm going to step back. And so I agree with Lake, but for different reasons. Lake thinks that Hobbs is going to rig it her way, which I don't buy. Uh, 
But if you're, I think if you're if you're Katie Hobbs, just take yourself out of the equation yeah. so you don't give Carrie Lake any more ammo when she decides to sue everybody. That's just what I think. There you go. But you know that Hobbs isn't going to do that. Absolutely. Well, no, no, she's not. she was well, she was voted in to do a job and she wants to do it. But I'm just saying, if Hobbs wins, the number one excuse Carrie Lake is going to give you is. Katie Hobbs was part of the election process, and she didn't count my votes, which is total horse crap. But that's going to be used. Well, of course. You're going to use what you can. I mean, or you just say, you know what? Not enough people voted for me. I'm going to step away. Boy, wouldn't that be nice yeah, once in a nobody's while? Nobody's ever going to say that, period. Nobody's ever going to well, say that. They used to say it. People used to say they it. They don't say it anymore. They don't say it no. anymore. I mean, I've looked, you know, I do this all day across the country, and everybody's already building their excuses. Of course. It's not just here. Everyone's building the. Uh, they've set records in Georgia. They're like, oh, the suppression is real. Oh, jeez. Good God. <laughs> maybe not jobs. Maybe not enough people voted for you. Yeah. And maybe your it. ideas. Well, they don't know what they are because all you did was talk about how you sucked less than the other person. So true. That's all it's about. It's hey, so guess true. what? I'm pretty bad, but that person's awful. I suck less. Vote for me. We got one minute. Give me final uh, 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 polls. Okay. So, so final governor, Senate. We'll do just do those two. We have enough time. 538. 538 is a polling place. It's a polling place where there is it rigged. It, no, okay, no. Five thirty eight is pretty good. Nate Silver's group. They've taken all of these polls, everything from Data Orbital to you know, I mean, we're talking about OH Predictive uh, to Sienna to Beacon Research, all the big ones. Put them together. Right now, Lake has about a two and a half point lead on Hobbs, according to them. Governor's race. If you take all of the recent polls, you smush them together. Yeah, two. About two and a half points, Lake. Yep. All Kelly right. has about a point and a half lead over Masters. So, okay. those are basically within the margin of error, which is about 3%. Right. So, now, have Republicans uh, over time notoriously been undercounted in polling? Yes. So, and I don't think, and even Nate Silver says, look, I don't know where this goes. I have no idea mm. uh, where a lot of this goes. But, you know, polling is becoming less relevant, and people are getting more frustrated. I think polling has a lot to do with a lot of this anger that we see. When you think that you're up by three and you lose by 15, mm -hmm. either something happened or you're not good at your job. Maybe we should stop polling. That might be something to think about. Yeah. Maybe you just keep it as internal polling rather than external polling. But people need stuff to talk about on, on cable news. I guess. All right. Coming up next, Becky Lynn has the 330 newscast. She's got all the headlines, except uh, we're going to interrupt those headlines. As you do. We call that segment, uh, hold up the headlines, and uh, we're going to do that, plus a little bit of uh, snark. Next. Arizona's news station. News station. KTAR, on air, 92.3 FM, online at KTAR.com, and streaming live on the KTAR News app. Your breaking news and traffic, now. It's 3.30, and you know what that means. It's time for us to That's hold us. up the headlines. With those headlines, here's Becky Lynn. Arizona votes. Well, the very latest data shows a potential Republican sweep tomorrow. George Califf with Data Orbital explains. I do think very consistently the last number of weeks we are showing the Republicans up and especially with the momentum going into election day. That's why we believe that all the statewide Republicans uh, will end up being victorious. He says all Republicans are leading their respective races except the battle for U.S. Senator. Mark Kelly's currently leading by a little more than one and a half percent. But Califf says he expects Blake Masters to win that race as well. Holding up the headlines. 
Becky Lynn reads the news, while Gatos and Chad interrupt and react to the day's top stories. Anybody that thinks they can predict what's going to happen tomorrow doesn't know what they're doing. You're not going to be able to predict it. You're just not. You're not. You can have have a, a, what you would think is a best guesstimation based on odds and what you feel based on your your analysis. Mm -hmm. But a prediction, because if you're really that good at predictions, you're not here. You're hanging out with Mattress Mac. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you're in Houston betting on the World Series. Yeah, I, listen, could we have a MAGA sweep? Yep. Uh, I, I just, I don't see that. I see I see at least the Democrats winning one or two of these, I guess. Uh, but I don't know which races. And anybody that tells you, uh, in this day and age, in this climate of politics we live in, it's just too close. It's, so it's close. just too close. And for, I mean, I always, I put it, I love making predict- predictions about races. Uh, and, you know, Trump in 2016, I told you Biden was going to win in 2020, but there's a reason for it. And I always give reasons of why I think this is going to happen. And usually I'm right. Uh, there's no way you can predict these no, races. This one's it's all impossible. Sideways right now. We're holding up the headlines. Valley political expert and former state lawmaker Stan Barnes says this midterm election will be remembered for seeing money spent on Arizona politics like we've never seen before. Including a number that no one ever thought possible, something north of $70 million raised by one candidate, Mark Kelly, for the U.S. Senate. For the latest on the November 8th midterm election, you can always check KTAR.com slash Arizona Votes. Don't you find it weird that a job that pays $200,000 a year, people spend $70 million to make sure that person got through? I wonder if somebody's getting paid. I got to tell you, and you do whatever you want out there with your money. You, there is never a, a, there will never be a day. I don't care how bad a candidate it is. I will never give them a dime. I will never, ever in my life give politicians, these crooked politicians on both sides, a single penny of my hard-earned money. Never. When I, I would never do that. Powerball tonight, next time I'm going to have, I'm going to run ads that says this is paid for by the American people, and it's going to say, don't vote for either of these idiots. <laughs> paid for ad. by us. <laughs> We're holding up the headlines. Months of preparation by elections, leaders statewide, all comes down to the final few hours before Tuesday's midterm election. Maricopa County recorder Stephen Richard joined Arizona's Morning News and says about 80% of the votes should be tallied up by election night, but it could take a while before some of the tight races are finalized. Then within the next 24, 48 hours, we'll start getting up into the 90, 95%. So unless it's a razor-thin contest, we'll know probably within 48 hours of a poll closing. Richard believes more than 1.5 million votes will be cast in this midterm election. Uh, let me tell you about something about uh, Stephen Richard, Maricopa County uh, recorder. Uh, you know me. I don't like living on social media. I really don't like social media. And I always say, I don't care if anybody follows me on social media. Uh, I was on Twitter the other day, and I was looking up some, you know, just having some fun. And there's Stephen Richer answering questions on Twitter. One guy reached out to him on Twitter and said something like, I've got a parent who is disabled and cannot use their right hand, and we need a signature, and what do I do? And Richard gets back to them and says, we're sending people over to your house. This is this is what a leader does. Yeah. This guy is good at his job. You know, we went down uh, and uh, he gave us a tour. And pens. 
and Pence during the primary and said, this is how we do our election. I mean, a guy, it's like midnight. He is open to any questions you have. His whole thing is, I want to dispel the insanity right. and let you take a look. Right. Right. And, 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 you know, that's why you see somebody like this, you're like, all right, this person gets it. But the Republican Party has called him crooked. Of course they have. Right. And said he's rigging no, all this the, election the, stuff. The MAGA side of the Republican Party has called him that. You're the right. average conservative is like, he's not crooked. He's doing his yep. gig. Well said. Well, I'm glad you, you corrected me because that is 100% true. Holding up the headlines. Feds closely watching our elections tomorrow. We're one of 24 states where the Justice Department will have monitors at the polls to make sure the rights of voters are protected. They'll be deployed all throughout Maricopa, Pinal, Pima, and Navajo counties. You're also encouraged to report any voting rights violations you experience or see at the polls. You can do so online through the Justice Department Civil Rights Division website. The Justice Department has already been closely watching our elections after multiple cases of alleged voter intimidation were reported in Maricopa County. Result, the Satino KTAR News. Somebody's got to watch. Of course. You got to keep people honest. I how mean, many how many phone calls do you think are going to be wild goose chases? I saw somebody do this, or yeah. I saw somebody that looked uh, suspicious, or I saw, I feel like we're going to get a lot of that, that it was, there's nothing there. Well, it's not going to happen again. If, uh, if there is a MAGA sweep, you will never vote from home again, because that'll be gone. Every, every, every MAGA person that ran said that is going to happen. Um, the funny thing Fincham is they Lake, all voted from home they in a all lot of did. ways, too. Yep. The, again, I think a lot of the talk is big. Will the follow through, through be that way? That remains to be seen. Holding up the headlines. Democratic candidate for governor Katie Hobbs expanded on her economic plan earlier today. In the midst of record high inflation, she joined Arizona's Morning News and wants to end taxes on baby formula and over-the-counter medicine. Hobbs says she also wants to help out parents and those wanting a vocation. Expanding child care assistance, which is a huge barrier right now for people working, um, as well as a refundable tax credit that. Uh, for people pursuing career and technical education. Hobbs adds that child tax credit will help over 800,000 in Arizona. Nick Sadowski, KTAR News. Yeah, so that's kind of her been her thing. Uh, again, I think the, the, the vocational school is, is a great idea, uh, but some of the other stuff, it just seems like there's not a lot there. She doesn't sell it well. No, she doesn't sell well. I think that's been, uh, it's her campaign. There's no question about it. She hasn't come out and spoken a lot for a reason that she she doesn't feel that she does it very well. Uh, and then on the other hand, well, Carrie Lake, she she spoke for a living. Uh, but, you know, you've got to got to take that with a grain of salt because, you know, both both candidates are lying through their teeth about almost everything that they say. That's every candidate. Of course. Always. Yeah. I'm going to do yeah. this for you. So just because no, one not. delivers it well. So what? That's, you know, I always said the thing that hurt uh, uh, McCain more than anything when he ran for president, when he was in Ohio and somebody said, when are you going to bring the jobs back? He's like, never. They're never coming back. Because you guys are too expensive. He was too honest. He was too honest. (laughs) I miss those days. Yeah. Holding up the headlines. It was a couple of letters, one that got opened up and and some of the powder got out. That's Republican candidate for Governor Carrie Lake explaining firsthand what it was like for her campaign to get a suspicious white substance sent to her campaign headquarters. She went on to tell the Mike Broomhead show she and many of her staffers have also had their tires slashed during the campaign. Lake adds she's surprised by the vitriol she's faced. Any proof of that? The tires? Or the... the, Oh, no, no. 
Any proof that your tires were slashed? I mean, I you could just come out and say that. I mean, I don't know that to be true. I haven't seen a police report. I asked a few people about this. I'm not saying she's lying, but I'm not saying she's not lying. Do you call somebody if your tires are slashed at that point? Uh, I think it's awful if it's true. I yeah. mean, if you go and, you know, how do you know that that's Carrie Lake's car? I, I don't know. Is it the Mercedes that's parked in the in the lot? I don't know. I don't know. But I'll take that with a grain of salt. Yeah. Everything these politicians say, I don't believe. Uh, I do believe that there was white powder that went to Lake's office, and that is horrendous. My goodness, what is the matter with people? Do I believe her tires were slashed? I don't know. Hey, the first time I hear anything anymore, I'm, I just I approach everything with such skepticism. Yeah, so true. We got white powder. I'm like, did you really get white powder? Yeah. Or did you have somebody mail white powder to you? Was it like a I donut mean, that left like something? That's yeah. the sad yeah. thing is, is, is we, I also know there are bad people out there that will do stupid things. And at the same time, I also know there's a lot of people out there that will make it look like something happened to yeah. them. And don't put it past Carrie Lake. She likes playing the victim here. She likes that. Oh, look what happened to me. So, and both do. I mean, Katie Hobbs did it the other day when somebody broke into her office. And she's like, well, maybe that was Carrie Lake. And yeah. you're thinking, what is the matter with you? But I will oh. say this. She didn't blame Carrie Lake's people for this. And that's, you know, she didn't come out and say, yeah, the vitriol. But you didn't go out and say, well, I wonder if Carrie had anything to do with this. That's it for holding up the headlines. Coming up next, the Arizona Cardinals are losing fans for one reason. We'll tell you why. Stick around. <laughs> Arizona's news station, KTAR News, 92.3 FM. Gatos and Chad. Talking pigskin with Polly. Brought to you by day and night air conditioning, heating, and plumbing. Serving the valley for 40 years. The difference is day and night. All right, Polly Pigskin, Paul Calvisi, Arizona Cardinal sideline reporter. Polly, how are you today? I don't sweat you guys. Bring it. Oh, my. Fine. Wow. I'm never going to a game again. <laughs> I'm not going to be caught dead in that building again. They haven't won in a stinking year on Sunday in that building, and I'm not I going bet. anymore. So now we're qualifying, and we're eliminating the Thursday win. You're Doesn't qualifying count. to Sundays, I get. Look, I just dealt with the 12s for four <laughs> quarters like you did. So you know what? I, <laughs> and here's the thing. Anybody oh. can jump the bandwagon when times are good. Mm. It's only gratifying if you were there when the times were rough. It's the roller coaster. You nope. just got to ride it. Oh, gosh. <laughs> That's a lot of money to ride a roller coaster. <laughs> I, Have Paul, you seen the rates at Disneyland these days? <laughs> Paul, in all seriousness, I think the, the more the more days that go by that they don't fire their head coach Cliff Kingsbury and I mean this honestly the fans are bailing uh, it's not it's not a fun atmosphere you know it was a fun atmosphere yesterday I shouldn't say that I thought the crowd was pretty good they were into it everybody wants to beat the Seahawks uh, sure there were Seattle fans there but there were more obviously more Cardinals fans I don't think that uh, I, nobody believes in this team and I don't think they believe this guy is is a quality head coach I think he's a disaster I think that I know they signed him I think they should fire him I and it's not just I just think they're losing fans man I really do I feel that you well they're losing <laughs> There is angst out there. There is serious anger that I don't remember since the Steve Wilkes era, which lasted less than the year 2018. Oof. Here's the thing. Um, you know, you look at the seven NFC playoff teams from a year ago, only two have a winning record. Even the Rams come in having lost four or five. They Why? Stink, yeah. How? Yeah. Where? I'll tell you this much. If they run that interior offensive line out there again against Aaron Donald, the human wrecking ball, they'll lose again. When you're on your third left guard, your third starting center, and then you lose your rock Will Hernandez at right guard. I mean, that 
was a problem. When you have a quarterback under six foot tall and you're getting crushed from the inside out of that offensive line, yeah, that's how you don't move the ball. But it was other things. You're right. It's DeAndre Hopkins getting two catches in the first drive and a touchdown catch and then only three targets the rest of the game. Don't get it. There's stuff like, you know, there's Kyler Murray, your leading rusher, four times this year, including yesterday. Guess what? The Cardinals are 0-4 in those games. You have to establish a running game to go along with that downfield passing attack, which basically doesn't exist. So I understand it. I get it. There's a lot of reason for it. There's too much talent on this team to be where you are at 3-6. and You know, Paul, you talk about uh, that Wilkes era. I used to tell everybody, if you lose 37, like like the Detroit Lions, they may lose 42 to 38, but they're putting up 38 points. <laughs> you lose 27 to 14, never really feel like you're doing anything. It just, there's just a sense of it, it's, everybody knows what's coming, right? It's going to be a two or three yard screen pass. Oh. That's kind of their running game if it's not Kyler Murray. Oh, gosh. And you're right. The perimeter screen game is considered the run game in this sort of spread offense. You're right. Here's the problem when your receivers aren't capable of blocking. I do agree with you there, Chad, that when you have smaller receivers or you have a D-hop who's not going to move a defender and you're relying on those guys to block, yes, I can understand the frustration. The Eagles come in and they made the perimeter screen game work, but they have receivers like A.J. Brown, who's an absolute mauler, Mm. and he'll take out two guys at a time. So. I get it. But here's the thing that's confounding as well. They played the Eagles down to the wire, an 8-0 Eagles team. They played the Vikings down to the last possession. The Vikings are 7-1. and You know, they. I, on the back of my notebook during the game as a sideline reporter, Paulie Pencilneck slash Pigskin, right? And I'm writing down key plays or mistakes I need to ask the coach about. And there's usually a handful per game, and you can get to them in the post-game interview. These days, there are so many that I list that you can't possibly get to them. In a post-game interview. That's got to stop. And at this level, the professionals, that's on the locker room when there's eight pre-snap penalties, guys. I mean, that's just a player not having focus. No. Why? How does that happen? I don't know. I don't know. I, but I'm getting tired of watching <laughs> watching it. I mean, oh. it's, uh, it's, it's like my campaign. You know, once again, <laughs> the, the MOGA hats are still on sale going into tomorrow. Make offense great again. Okay. Uh, mm. Polly Pigskin is here to save us all oh. from bad ball, and I endorse this message. That's my campaign this election season. Polly, <laughs> good to have you on. Thanks, buddy. All right, guys. You've been listening to Pigskin with Polly on the Gatos and Chad Show. Brought to you by Day and Night Air Conditioning, Heating, and Plumbing. Serving the Valley for 40 years. The difference is day and night. Here's the thing. Um, I, I don't think I'm going to buy season tickets next year. If you if you can't win a game at home, and you know you can say they won the Thursday game, okay. okay. Kingsbury's 10-29 and 29 at home in four years. That's miserable. Why would anyone want to buy season tickets? I'm not spending that money anymore. So you need to know that, Michael Bidwell. What are you going to do? You sit on your hands? Yeah. You're, going start, you're going to start smoking people. Who? I'd start smoking, smoking people. Smoking people! Uh, midterm mayhem is coming up uh, next. we got one day till we vote.